This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, you guys, it's everyone's third favorite time of the year. I want you to jump in the comments and let me know the other two best times of the year. Can be fantasy, can be not. I'm uh, interested in seeing those answers. Ezra and Mahan, we're going to kick off with our cash cow video. So a pretty important one here heading into round 14. Obviously, we're going to be looking at guys to make money across this period. And then we can you know, trade them down to cash outs or upgrade them to guns and, and get our team values really, really high. So we can really set ourselves up for round 18 and heading in all the way to round 25 for that uh, final round there. So really important times. And we've got a few guys here that potentially will be playing in 17. So you can use them as a cash cow and potential as a player as well in round 17. It's going to be a bunch that we're just going to be using as cash cows. And then there's going to be a few that I think are very much ones to avoid, but you guys are asking the question on them, so we will answer it. Ezra, man, we start off with obviously a nice negative break even after a 54 and a 48. I'm personally just going to go out on a limb and expect him to play not as well in this game. So the missed tackles was a little bit of an issue last week. He was making a bunch, but I'm expecting a game under 35 points this week. So you can put that out there. We'll see how we go with that one. Obviously, kick meters aren't going to be there with, with Reynolds. Obviously, yeah, they weren't really anyway in the first game, but the meters gain is going to be his biggest one. If he can continue to do that, then great. But I also feel like up against the Canberra Raiders, it's going to be a fairly tough game. Raiders are playing pretty well. I can see them coming out and, and doing a great job this week and, and nullifying the Broncos a little bit. I think that the Raiders are in a little bit, you know, a decent amount of enough form that they can nullify these guys make him miss a bunch of tackles, uh, have the odd error or two, and a 35 and under. Anyway, besides the point, we're at 325k. What we're looking at for him, obviously, you know, he's going to be playing in round 17, which is big tick, 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 right? Is he going to keep his spot? He's got Tyson Gamble, who's out. We also have, you know, a couple other potential guys that could, they could fit into that spot. Um, but Ezra there definitely has an opportunity to do well. He's owned by no one, basically in the top 5,000. All this ownership percentage is guys that would have started with him and, and potentially not playing him anymore. And then those few guys that have taken a bit of a risk. And it obviously was worked out so far. You got the two games out of him, and this is going to be the third. So he's definitely a 50-50 option for me. If you want to take a bit of a risk and you think that he can continue to score well uh, and, and he think he's going to keep his spot in the team heading into round seven, uh, round 17, then 
I think he's probably a trade-in. If you're a little bit risk-adverse, I'd probably stay away. He's probably got 100k to make uh, and could potentially lose his spot at any time. So that's the risk with Ezra. Let me know your take on him. Obviously, you know, the, the run meters is great. The tackles is awesome. But I'm expecting some misses. For a young, young fella, smaller guy, uh, I expect him to have a few negatives in this game. And that's just, just I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he can't score 350s in a row. Don't feel like it's too crazy to think. We've seen it with a few guys now that, you know, obviously he's in a position where he's going to get some more tackles. He can run the ball a bit better. But, you know, we saw with Karaz come out and he was an absolute superstar the first two games. And then teams, you know, game planned on him a little bit, worked him out a little bit more, and he wasn't as effective the last two. So I'm expecting something under 35 for Ezra, and that will be all. 50-50 chance of getting in anyone's squad, I think, this week. All right, big Raymond. It's a big one here. So he's got 20 out of the top 100 own Raymond. So hasn't really gained much in, in cash, obviously, the last, you know, since he's played the first three games. He was 400 at the start. He's down to 360-odd. Still has a solid break even there. My thoughts this week are that he's going to score a 40-plus. So I'm expecting over 60 minutes for Raymond this week. Now they got the 52 last week. They come up against Paris. It's going to be a fairly tough game for him, and I think they'll need him to step up. In his fourth game back, obviously, you're increasing his minutes each and every game. We've seen what he's done in 80-minute efforts, and if my theory is if you're not picking him up, you're really just hoping he doesn't score a try because when he does, he goes really, really big in those 80-minute performances. He has a bunch of games in that second row with mid-40s performances, even low 50s without a try. I'm not expecting any of those scores yet, but somewhere over 40 this week, I think will be pretty fair for someone like RFM. At 364K, you're, you're getting him 50 above what Ezra Mam is. The only issue with Raymond is he won't be playing in 17. So using him as just a cash cow that could score you fairly, you know, score for you fairly well. And at this point of the season, be a guy that you play on the bench in your, in your you know, 14 to 17 there. So completely up to you whether you want to play this one. If you went a little bit lighter in round 13 and you have a bunch of guys uh, ready for ready to go for round 17 or you know you're going to trade heavy to bring in guys for that uh, for that game, round 17, for example, then I think Raymond could be okay. If, you, um, if you're running low on trades, then he could, could be someone that you trade in as like, a okay, he's going to be a 16th, 17th, 18th man for me, you know, come the back end of the year because he is someone that can score really well. We've seen in those 80-minute performances, for example, with RFM. That's my thoughts on him. Make your decision based on that, all right? Cody Ramsey's the interesting one. So he's going to be playing round 17, which is a great start. He's owned by a very small percentage of people, so he can be a pod. I think he's going to be owned by a little bit more after this week, especially if I talk about him. Um, round 11 and 12 is when he you know, came back. So round 1, 2, 3, he's on the wing. Scored okay in that first game with 25, and then he had a 10 and a 3. Ugh, yuck. That's a, that's a risk because he gets pushed back to the wing, right? But since those two, you know, two games back, he's come straight into the fullback position. Got a 55 with a try, a couple of line breaks, and a try assist. Okay, sweet. That's what you expect from uh, a score when a guy gets involved like that. Game two, he has 39 with one try assist. Okay, this is not bad. Five tackle breaks and 146 meters. So if we expect at a minimum, he's going to get about the 130, 140 run meters. Cool. Three to five tackle breaks. Seems pretty fair. There's close to another you know, eight to 10 points. That's in the 20s now. And then from there, you know, the odd couple of tackles, he hasn't been missing any, uh, many, really. He's had one real bad game in the last couple of years with seven missed tackles. And other than that, um, he's pretty solid on that front. He's getting a lot bigger, obviously, in the few years that he's, he's been playing. So, again, Ramsey's definitely a risk. At 315K, the lower break even after two great games. He's going to make some cash over the next bunch of weeks. He's going to play in round 17. Um, so, for me, he's probably 100K 
maker you know, in terms of gains and could score okay for you in that tough wing fullback position. So if you want to go for Ramsey, he's not a home run pick by any stretch of the imagination. There's every chance that he ends up scoring like Taft does or did. Um, yeah, for most people have moved him on by now. So yeah, that's probably the main worry is that he gains like 50K, he scores you know, mid-20s, eh, does okay for you. Uh, and then you have to move him on, but at, at you know getting around 17 scores is going to be ideal in some capacity, and then you might have to move him on from there. Best case scenario, he averages 35, gains you 150k, and then you can trade him on from there. So that's the theory with Cody Ramsey. Now this one here is a very interesting one with Silva Havili there with 446k. All right, we got a low break even just for the back, you know, from his last bunch of games. So since round eight is when everything changed. So the first four rounds he was playing around that 15 to 25 minutes, right? normal low scores. He has a PPM of 0.8 over his career, which, you know, spent, he spent a little bit of time a hooker. He spent some time as a middle forward, plenty of different things for the Raiders. And then now he's moved to the Bunnings this year. So they didn't use him too much in that period. And then come from round eight, round eight onwards, we obviously saw Jacob Host go down, which left a little bit more space for minutes on the bench. And Havili's been the one to really garner those minutes. So since that time, his PPM has been incredible, Right. He's had a few games over, that or sorry, right on, that one point per minute, uh, and then a, a one there that's been a fair bit lower, and that 29 that he scored in the 41 minutes two games ago. But last week, obviously, killed it. got the six tackle breaks, plenty of run meters, and the try. What we want to be expecting and hoping for is somewhere around what he got in those first two games. So the first three, we'll, we'll put it together. So averaging 40 across those first three games. If we can get that from, from Silva, then we get you know, 100, 150K, in price rises there to get him closer to that 600, 600-ish mark with a 40, 41, 42 average would be the goal. What or you also get out of um, Havili is, is the hooking position cover. So a lot of people going for, we've got Cook, we've got Harry Grant, we've got uh, bring in Reed this week, for example, maybe Robson. And Silva could be that guy that'll help us out on the bench uh, instead of you know someone like Tommy Starling. And if you wanted a straight swap for Starling, I've seen a few people ask that question, then going to Silva could be a, a solid idea. It looks like he'll have that for the majority of the year, this 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 uh, this role in the team. It's that you know, strong middle forward that's very nuggety and can uh, you know, get into the hard yards and the tackling and then obviously run that 100-plus metres. So definitely an interesting option here. Obviously a fair bit more expensive than guys like RFM, but it's more around that hooker coverage uh, and, and that ability to play uh, as an interchange you know, player on your bench and get around that 40 mark would be uh, Havili's role and he's going to play round 17. So up to you whether you want to go for him. All right, one I'm not too high on is Hamiso, but I wanted to speak about him because a few people have asked, but we're looking at him playing uh, on the wing, right? Uh, playing in the centres potentially or the wing, right? Depending on if um, Val Holmes backs up or, or how, how are we going to play this. We look, at, um, we look at his score in round 12 on the wing. He had a tri-saver and still had 17 points. He had a few games off the interchange. You know, they already played a little bit of wing, etc., where he didn't do as well, for example. We've seen his scores at you know, centre last year was solid, but him playing on the wing, it's between 25 and 30 at a max. So even in a good team with the Cowboys, we've seen what he can do. Uh, in the centers, which is great. In the fullback position, great. But on the wing, it's just a bit of a risk for me, uh, if we're being honest. And he doesn't play round 17 either. So, yeah, I just think that you don't trade him in. You know, he's obviously owned by a couple of guys in the top 100, but I just don't see it as being a great option, even with the dual position. Not really for me. All right, Amone, we've got to speak about as well. A few people were asking about, asking about him before the buy, and now that he's completed his, 
He's been playing every game from here on in and has been doing well, obviously, the last few weeks. So we had a couple of 26s, which is eh, 64 and a 39. But, you know, a lot of people were basing picking him up of one good week, right? Last week was solid as well with 39, obviously, the try assist, lim- limited missed tackles the last two weeks. I just don't see that continuing where he gets one, two uh, missed tackles a week and, and is, is tacking, tackling over 10 a week. So, yeah, I don't really see it happening. The run meters are beat up, which is great, and that's the only chance that he's got to get these nice attacking stats, but I just don't see him being a solid option at 370k. He's just too expensive for me. So up to you if you want to. He's going to be playing round 17, but he's a no for me. All right, Michael Molo. 295 is obviously solid. We've got a mid a mid guy that could make a bit of cash, and he will definitely make a little bit, but how much is the question? We get a 53 out of him in 47 minutes on you know, in round 11, and then a, lot, a bunch of people picked him up. Obviously not too many, but enough. 3% own him now. Scoring a 23, obviously a lovely PPM of uh, 1.1 there, but 19 minutes is the main issue, right? So if, if we can, if we could guarantee he'd get 30, 35, 40 minutes, then he's an instant pickup for someone who's going to play in round 17. Most likely, obviously, there's a risk that he could be dropped as well. But generally, my main issue is the fact that he's only going to be, you know, he's a good chance that he gets 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And we saw what happened with guys like Leo Thompson and um, some other middle forwards, including Spencer Lane and stuff like that. That they end up with 20, 25, 30 minutes and they just sit and rot on your bench and you can't really score, you know, you can't really play them because the odd week he'll do, you'll get a 40 and then the next week he gets 15 and it just really kills you. So at this point of the season, you really want a cash cow that's going to be pretty secure in their position. And Molo, we're not exactly sure if he's secure. They'd obviously have majority of their forwards back. You know, Maguire's there, you've got DeBellin, you got all their middles as well uh, to go along with, yeah, just a, a plethora of forwards there at the Dragons. Obviously, he earned his way into the squad, but having minutes is going to be the issue. So for me, he's probably a no. Sam McIntyre, we'll speak about as well. Obviously, has been playing, you know, played, started second row 39 minutes to round 12, and then got the 80 minutes last week, and obviously scored really well. Main issue with him is for feeder will come back, and I don't see him playing 80 minutes, and we need him to be an 80-minute uh, scorer for him to do well with that PPM 0.68. Not, not too bad at all, but... Yeah, just someone that's not going to be playing the huge minutes and I don't think we need to talk about him too much because he's not going to be playing in round 17 either. Three more players to go. Luki Garner, a few people have been asking about as well. With Tuolangi going back to the bench, we see Garner come into the starting side in the second row. A 58 with a try and then a 38 uh, with six missed tackles and limited run meters. So this has been the player that he's been for the majority of his career. He'll have the odd game where he gets a couple of tries or a try and gets 50 plus, 70, you know, a few games there. He'll have the odd ones where he's really, really consistent in his in his base stats, you know, 100 metres, 30-odd tackles, and gets you a 40-odd. And then he has a few games where he gets 24, the 26, the 38. Um, you know, a bunch of games there where he doesn't get the full 80 minutes and he's a bit of a pain when he gets 21, for example. Um, yeah, there's a few things there to, to think about with him. The mid-30s, and if you're getting them at 490K, that really kills you. We need him to be averaging 40-plus, and I just don't think he's going to get that. Obviously, the edge you know, and the center jewel is great, but we have so many of those guys with Aitken and Tungor, and then you've got Burton as a gun center. You've got Joey Manu now. There's a lot of different players that could do really well for your squad, and I think you can stay away a little bit from uh, those Tigers players, and Garner is one of those guys for sure. All right, Jake Avrilo, a very, very, very interesting player this week. We get him uh, at around a negative break even there, and he gets to, to play you know, in the, in the fullback position, which is interesting. He got the nice score, 45, with the double try in round 12, and then they, they moved him, you know, they got named in the centres, but actually played fullback 
last week and picked up 36 against the Panthers when they got beat, for example. You look at the next few weeks, you've got Para, the Tigers, the Sharks and the Rabbitohs, for example, over the next four. But the main issue with Jakey Boy is he doesn't play in round 17. He's very much new to the position of fullback. And I think that he could do really well, right? But he's playing for the Dogs. And, and playing for the, the Dogs there, uh, obviously being a weaker team, unfortunately, uh, is, is a little bit of an issue for, for someone at this cheap price point, which is obviously nice. But I, could, I would almost pick Ramsey over him, just a straight you know, like for like, just because Ramsey is going to play in round 17. So... Every Avrilo with the half and the center jewel is great, but we do have a lot of those types of players, a lot of halves, a lot of centers. Uh, you've got Burton, who's in that position, for example, has that jewel, and we probably more likely need more fullbacks than we do centers. So that's the thoughts on Avrilo. He definitely has a chance to average in the mid-30s around that 40 mark because he has that talent, but he is in the dogs, and, and you know, how, how many tries are they going to score against Para? Are they going to get pumped? Yeah, we're not exactly sure how that's going to go. So that's my thoughts around Avrilo. We move to the last one. We got Paulie Turner, Paulie Turner, sorry, who comes in and gets his opportunity. So when he's played a couple of games, uh, you know, in, in the halves, for example, he's got a forty-four and a forty-nine. So he definitely has that that pedigree to come out and do all right. His tackling's really good. You can see two misses for his forty-six tackles in his three games that he's played. Awesome. Yeah, you, know, you can't complain with that. At two hundred seventy k, the thing is now, how many games is he going to get? Right. And, you know, with them not playing in round 17, also an issue. So I can understand why people would go for him at 270k, but is his position safe? Is it not? Who knows at this point? And I think you could probably wait a week to see how he plays. If he plays good, they'll probably keep him in the side. If he doesn't, then he could be straight swapped and you have that 270, 290k, whatever gains you make in this week uh, in your side there in, in the emergencies, just rotting for you and not getting your player in round 17. So that's the uh, cash cows and potential mid-rangers video for the week. I hope you guys really enjoyed that one. I know you normally do. And again, jump in those comments and let me know what the, the two best times of the year are. Uh, subscribe, like this video. I appreciate it so much for you guys being here. Enjoy Origin tonight. I can't wait to see it. Go the Blues and uh, catch you in the next one, guys. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.